Savage Studios. This is the Savage Empire with your host, Mike Trainer. This is indeed the Savage Empire, and I'm your host, Mike Trainer. Good to be back. Good to have you back. Brian Cashman went totally the other way of what we wanted him to do. And this is why Brian Cashman is a genius. He decided to buy instead of sell. We thought this team was dead in the water. There's no way they're going to make a run. And then he goes out and he gets Joey Gallo, Anthony Rizzo, and a couple pitchers to boot. Bullpen guys. We'll get into that in a second. The greatest part of the trade deadline is that he didn't give up any of what I deem and what most people deem the top five prospects. And we'll go over that in a second too. And if you want to throw Austin Wells in there, the top six future prospects of the team, he got the other teams, the Rangers and the Cubs to pay for the salary of these players for the remainder of the year. So he didn't go over the tax threshold, which is the most important thing. Maybe not to us fans, but to Hal and the, and the future going forward, because now next year it resets and they can spend the money. Does that mean they're going to extend judge? We have to cross that bridge at some point. Like I said, he'll be 31 years old when his contract is up. If they intend on keeping him, they should look to extend him this offseason instead of waiting until after. Maybe they can get him at a better deal. Maybe because he's been relatively healthy this year. Other than, you know, a nagging injury earlier in the year and uh, the COVID so if they want to extend him, now is the time. Well, not right now, but in the offseason is the time to extend him and try to get a team-friendly deal going, maybe five, six years at the most, which will end up being, you know, counting next year when he'll start making the money. You know, it'll be a nice seven-year contract, basically, even though they have him for next year regardless. But if you pay him more... That money will come in the kick next year. And it'll be a good contract. Because you don't want him past 36. Let's just say that. Let's say that's the number in the Yankees' head. And he's getting older. You know, we're going to have Stanton here another, what, seven more years? As the primary DH, I mean, maybe we can rotate these guys around to save them some reps. But do you want two big guys that are going to feel like need to be a permanent DH? And you can't trade Stanton. Would you be able to trade Judge if things don't look like they're working out here? Or is there going to be a no trade deal?
you know, it's things they're going to have to think about. But that's down the line, so we don't need to talk about that. Let's talk about the moves that Cashman did make. We'll start at the beginning. He was able to trade Yankee favorite, minor leaguer favorite, even though he only had one at bat in the majors, but was having a hell of a year in Scranton. Hoy June Park and Diego Castillo traded to the Pirates for Clay Holmes. And you're thinking, Clay Holmes? Who the fuck is that? Clay Holmes is 28 years old. He was in the Pirates bullpen, 4.93 ERA. A 23.3% strikeout rate and a 13.2% walkout rate. An enormous 72.8% ground ball rate. So he's a ground ball pitcher. And the Yankees analytical nerds typed it into the computer. And it spit out Clay Holmes. So they went and got him. Pitched yesterday and pitched fairly well. So... We'll see when it comes to these gems, you know, Cashman is good at finding other teams trash and turning them into something. So let's hope that streak continues. And we thought, okay, great. You know, this is the nothing move, right? Is this what it's going to be? A couple low minor moves that, that don't mount to shit. Well, then we hear. That the Nationals are looking to trade everybody under the sun except Juan Soto. So now, the rumor mill is off to the races. And we hear the Yankees are in on Scherzer. And I'm sure they were trying to make a deal. Because why wouldn't they? And then it comes to find out that Scherzer has no interest in pitching in New York at all for both teams. Including the Mets. So then. Maybe we can get Trey Turner. But nothing materialized there. Him and Scherzer end up going to the Dodgers. Totally screwing over the Padres. Who had a deal. So that that's going to be scary. The Dodgers got way better now. But. We're not done. Because then we. In the middle of the night it seems. We traded. Sessa and Justin Wilson to the Reds for a player to be named later. Basically a cash dump to give us some more space in case we were going to add. So now everybody's thinking, well, this is a cash dump. We are going to get somebody now. Who are we going to get? And of course, everybody's like, get Joey Gallo, get Joey Gallo. Right? That's the guy. That's the big fish. So then, what does Cashman do? He goes out and gets Joey Gallo. Rangers trade Joey Gallo and Jolie Rodriguez to the Yankees. Now, at first, it was a different deal. But then something happened. They went back and revised it. So we got Gallo and Rodriguez for... Ezekiel Duran, Josh Smith, Trevor Hover, and Glenn Otto. A couple of those guys could turn out to be something. They were all pretty much having 
a good year in the minors, especially uh, Duran, Josh Smith, and Otto. But not our top prospects. So keep that in mind. So we're loving it so far. As we said before, the Rangers are paying the rest of this year contract to Joey Gallo. So we didn't even go over the cap. Or to cap the threshold. So we've still got room to spare. Right? What a steal we got with Joey Gallo. So now we know. We're thinking, all right, Cashman, what else are we going to do? What else are we going to do? Because now, you know, if you're going for it, let's go for it. So after that, the following day. Cashman decides, I'm going to go get myself a first baseman, another left-hander. He gets Anthony Rizzo from the Cubs for Kevin Alcatantra and Alexander Vizcaino. couple decent prospects, but still not your top five, top six guys. So I'm loving this. Loving this. He's not selling out the future, and he is not... Going over the threshold, compromising next year's maneuverability. And he got the Cubs to pay for the rest of uh, Rizzo's salary this year. Now, the downside of this is, unless they try to extend him, he is a rental. So now we got left-handed hitter in right field. And a left-handed hitter at first base. And there's just something about Yankee first baseman that I feel that should always be a left-handed power hitter. Always. But now what do we do? We have Luke Voigt. Who is all of a sudden becomes expendable. And we had reports that teams were in on him. But nothing materialized. So now we have Voigt as basically... The back, the backup first baseman who is currently hurt right now. What's going to happen when he comes back? How many, how much games and how much reps is he going to get? That's a problem from down the road. But he is the backup now. Now they have him next year under contract. They don't have Rizzo under contract, but. Rizzo's first two games were, you know, pretty good games. And Miami hit a couple home runs already. So, you know, is he somebody the Yankees are going to want to try to keep at the end of the year? I guess it depends on what he does for the rest of the year. Now, if him and Gallo somehow carry us into the playoffs and are able to do some damage along the way, you can try to trade Luke Voigt in the offseason and get whatever you can get. That would be my guess. We shall see. That's why they play the games. We were in on Berrios, but Berrios ended up going to the Blue Jays, who most people believe overpaid. I think they gave their top two prospects. I'm glad we didn't. If it was going to take that kind of deal, I'm glad we didn't go, go in on that. So, other than that, That was pretty much it. 
So nothing happened with Voight. Oh, wait. In the last minute, we got Andrew Heaney. How, how can I forget about that? Ace. Ace pitcher Andrew Heaney from the Angels. Who immediately goes right into the rotation. Not Ace. I'm joking, obviously. For Jason Junk or Jansen Junk and Elvis Peguero. Sure, I butchered that. Uh, 28 years old. Looks like he's going to be a rental. And I think the Angels are paying for his salary, too, which is 6.75. He has a 5.27 ERA in 94 innings. And. Well, they think his underlining metrics has been a little bit unlucky, so we'll see if the Yankees can turn him into something. Uh, 28.2% strikeout rate, 7.7 walk rate, which is pretty good, Uh, but he gets hit. So we'll see what happens. We shall see what happens. I believe he, I don't know when he's pitching, but... Probably not today. I don't think so. Maybe he is. Might be bitching today. I don't think. Anyway, so to make room for Heaney, they designated Sal Romano, who really, you know, wasn't here long enough to really matter. And that is about it. Designated Ryan Lamar for assignment. I don't know if anybody's going to pick him up. If not, he'll end up going back to Scranton. And nothing else Yankee-related. Mostly other team crap that I don't care about. So, how great is that? We're going to hear Cashman speak in a minute. I wanted to play this clip that was on Yes. They were talking about Rizzo. All right, so listen to this. Welcome to New York. With his smash that broke a scoreless tie last night, Anthony Rizzo became the 38th player in Yankees history to go deep in their first game with the club. Rizzo is also the sixth to do so since the beginning of the 2016 season and the first since John Carlos Stanton went deep twice on opening day of 2018. We head into the cage now where Rizzo is getting ready for tonight's ball game. Following his debut, Rizzo talked about how his goal is to grind out at bats, forcing opposing pitchers to work so hard that it makes things easier for his teammates hitting behind him. The Yankees were already among the MLB leaders in pitches seen per at bat before Rizzo and Gallo were brought in, so they should be even better in that category moving forward. As we thank you for coming back with us on BPTV, Gallo and Rizzo are two of ten All-Stars who were moved during the trade deadline season. It was a frenzy around the majors, but Brian Cashman made sure the Yankees addressed some needs. And after the dust settled yesterday, he talked about those big acquisitions. Gallo I've been trying to get for quite some time. Um, I thought we were close in spring training in March uh, to Gallo. Uh, It didn't happen. Um, and, uh, so he's been someone we've been, you know, checking in on and trying to acquire for quite some time, uh, because we thought it'd be a nice fit. Um, you know, Rizzo obviously developed here in the more recent circumstances, you know, uh, you know, so in the last, you know, week, I can't tell you at what point I checked in with Jed Hoyer, but as we were, 
you know, circling through uh, all available players. You know, uh, clearly we have a position that, you know, in Luke Voigt is, was coming back, but he's been hurt all year. Um, so we just felt uh, this was an opportunity that, that made a lot of sense for us and uh, we could make it work if, uh, if we found the right player package that we could live with. Um, you know, the Cubs obviously, you know, were willing to pay the salary. So I see, for instance, you know, you know, they paid the Mets Baez down. They were willing to pay, obviously, uh, uh, Rizzo down. I don't know what they do with Bryant going to San Francisco, but, uh, but that was not going to be an issue. And so it just came down to if we could tolerate the, uh, the prospect value, you know, it was something we had to determine was it, was it, uh, something that a improved us. We felt without a doubt it would. And then B, um, even though we have the position filled, uh, is that something we should walk away from? And the answer was no, it was not. We we're, we're excited to have uh, Rizzo. We're sorry about obviously Luke Voigt's, uh season, the way it's gone thus far, but obviously we have a two month sprint now to try to, to, uh, to push ourselves into the postseason and take a shot uh, at the ultimate prize. I think we can, you know, we can do some damage and get back into this thing. And I mean, we're right there on the brink of a, a postseason wild card. But uh, you know, we got to obviously push through. And then, uh, and then there's a division that we can try to take a, take a shot at if we can get ourselves in a, in a much better position than we are right now. But first things first, we just got to win as many big games as we possibly can over the next two months. Love it. Did he save his job? I guess it depends. I'm pretty sure Hal is very happy in what Cashman did this year. Um, the narrative has certainly flipped. Um, you don't see very, <laughs> very many fire Cashman tweets anymore on Twitter, but you see Cash God, Cashman, you know, kicked ass, you know, things like that. He has definitely made, I guess, the moves that he could have made this year. You know, granted, we would have liked to have a better starting pitcher coming in, but it wasn't really a whole big market out there other than Scherzer and Berrios, and it was going to be an overpay for those guys easily. Whether it's worth it, that's up to you to decide. I don't think Berrios was. Scherzer maybe... He's 37, so, you know, for what? How long? Certainly looks like we're going to get into the wild card at the very least now. The team is starting to play better. It's amazing how you can flip a lineup now with two big lefties in there now. And... I can't believe I forgot to mention this already. We, you know, 20 minutes in already, but Stanton played the outfield. He was in left field for most of the first two games of this series. And he looked very comfortable and he didn't fall down and shatter. So maybe that's something we can do going forward. I don't mind seeing an outfield of Gallo, Judge, and, and Stanton. With the occasional Greg Allen playing, um, I'm pretty much done with Gardner. I think age has finally caught up to him. And I know I've had, I've been taking shots at him pretty much all season, you know, which certainly 
he hasn't proven me wrong at all. And people love him. I, I don't I don't understand why people love him the way they do. He is an average player who was really just good for his glove. He can field. All right. I mean, he's 37 years old, folks. I know he has an option next year, and people are like, he ain't going anywhere. I'm almost 100% certain he has a $2 million buyout, which the Yankees will most definitely exercise. There is absolutely no way in hell you can come back next year with Brett Gardner on this team. If Stanton is able to play the outfield going forward, even at a part-time basis, and we still have Gallo for next year, who has center field experience, I don't know if they prefer him in right, and then we can move Judge around. Judge is certainly going to be here. He's not going anywhere, as far as I know. You still have Clint Frazier. I know, I know. But he is still under contract. He has an option. But he is still here because his trade value is shit. Andujar is still here. Hicks will be back next year. Which is the most important piece, obviously, because he was our starting center fielder. So I don't know what happens there. We have too many outfield options. Floreal, who can certainly carry his weight in the major leagues. There is absolutely no need for Brett Gardner next year. Here's your $2 million. We'll see you at Old Timers Day. We love you. Thanks for being a part of the 09 World Series and for being a good Yankee throughout the years. But it is time to move on. And that is the message that Cashman threw out there with this trade of Gallo, who we absolutely needed. We needed a left-handed power bat in the outfield, and Gardner simply was not that guy. That's it. Plus, at some point, we have to decide if we're going to try to extend Gallo after next year, whose contract is up. His contract comes up the same time they have to decide on what to do with Judge. As we just talked about before, a lot of big decisions coming up. So, you know, as much as this window is just barely hanging on, staying open, they're going for it this year. They're going to get guys back from injury, and I know that's like, you know, Cashman's standard, you know, it's like getting an acquisition. And if they can stay healthy and you can get some innings out of Severino, hopefully top flight ace innings. If we can get ace Cole, Kluber comes back and pitches well. And the way Tylon's pitching of late, and he keeps that going. You know, Montgomery is hit or miss, but he's a decent pitcher when he, you know, sometimes he can be good. Herman is Herman. We have a shot. And I guess, you know, it's funny. I, I 
I'm throwing it out there because I'm willing to be hurt again. All right. This team has been a roller coaster. Not to say that, you know, next series can go just horribly and then we're back to square one because they're, they're, this team is Jekyll and Hyde. It's hit or miss. It's, it's, it's fucking head scratching at times, mind numbing. And then there's good moments where you're like, they're, they're right there. They, they pull you right back in and then Cashman does this. And he's saying, you know what? We're going for it. We're too close not to, and you know, I was ready to sell as many people as we can and just blow it up and start over because I knew we would reset the threshold. We can, you know, they can spend the money on who they need to next year. And that's probably the way I would have went because I'm not convinced that this team can win a world series. I'm still not, but I think he gave them a, a, as good a shot as he can to get in there as a wild card and make a run. All right. I think, other teams really did not get better who are ahead of us. You know, so let's go at it. Let's go for it. Getting Voigt in the lineup is going to be a little tough, especially since Rizzo seems to be able to hit lefties too, So, which I like. I, I hate the whole right-handed, left-handed matchup bullshit. Like, these guys made it to the major leagues. Are you telling me that a right-handed batter can't hit right-handed pitching? Or a lefty guy can't hit lefty pitching? I mean, come on. Sometimes they play these matchups, and it's just, I feel like you're weakening the team. Is Boone's job safe now? Because he certainly has the best available pieces they can get. And if they get into the playoffs and they make a run at it, his contract is up. I would guess that he would be extended. I can't see them walking away from him if he gets them into the playoffs. They they love him. But is that the problem, too? Because a lot of people don't like Boone as he is right now. We know he's a puppet of Cashman. Is it going to be one of those, as long as Cashman's here, Boone will be here, unless something really goes bad, and then Boone is the scapegoat down the line? We shall see. Let me look at something here. I'm going to look at the current payroll and see see where we are in terms of the threshold. It looks like... Alright, so the threshold is 210. It looks like we are currently at... 203. And I'm still getting fucking pop up ads. Their tax bill is 32 million. Or, no, that's not right. I'm reading that wrong. 
bear with me. I'm sorry for the dead air. I'm trying to make sense of this. Active payroll, 148 million. Injured reserve, 44 million. Retained almost 10 million. Five of that is Ellsbury's last contract. Buried minor salaries, 550 grand. Their total is 203. I don't know if this is current. Let me let me scroll down. Yeah, it is. They got the new guys on here already. Hmm. Okay. I was told they had five million. It looks like they have closer to seven, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not reading this right. Anyway, they didn't go over the tax threshold, which is good. So next year. They can spend the money. It resets everything. So there's no loss of draft positioning. There's no, like, 50% tax payout. So if they were at, like, 210, it would be, like, 105 that they would pay or, you know, whatever. That's good. And we'll look at the free agents coming up. So, Kluber will be a free agent. Heaney will be a free agent. Rizzo will be a free agent. Boone. (laughs) They got Boone on here. I think that's funny. Jolie Rodriguez. Tyler Lyons is still on this team? Or are we just paying him? I haven't even seen him. Adam Warren, who's in the minors. They're not going to bring any of these guys back. We'll see how Rodriguez pitches. He gets paid $3 million. Um, Rizzo's at $16.5 million this year. He's going to be just 32 years old. Maybe you get him for like a four-year deal. I wouldn't mind that. Heaney is 31, makes 6.7. I don't think they're going to bring him back. Anaheim's paying in anyway. Kluber's at $11 million, 36. I don't know if they bring him back next year. I I don't know. Obviously, we'll get to that later on. But these are our, our free agents for next year. So that's that's a lot of money saved if we don't bring back any of these guys. Minus Boone, he doesn't matter. This team can look so different in the offseason. It's crazy. But the main question right now that we have to you know, concern ourselves with is did Boone make the right moves to get this team to where it needs to be? And I think he has. I think that with Rizzo, who seems to be an old school kind of like Derek Jeter mode, Tino mode, you know, those guys, all business kind of guy. He just lets off that vibe like he isn't one of these kids today that are just, you know, trying to have their fun and, and you know, not so much a team mentality. But that's baseball, Susan. 
So he seems like kind of a throwback to the 90s type of player. Um, Joey Gallo hasn't really done anything yet, but he will. I'm not worried about him. He plays plus defense, and we know he can hit. And he hasn't been to the stadium yet to hit, so it'll come. I'm not worried about it, but those, at the very least, there are presents in the lineup that has to be accounted for by other pitching. So now we go back to the old adage, we extend the at-bats, we drive the pitcher count up, we get into the bullpen, and we'll win the game. Our pitching has to get better has to hold up. The bullpen definitely has to get better. Chapman looks like he's starting to come back around. Britain, I think, needs a little bit more work, but I'm hoping he's ready by season's end. And, we'll, you know, Lasagna is just a future closer on this team, no doubt. And everybody else who's left in the pen, the newer guys and the older guys have to shape up and round this out. And then we can go make a run. Can we catch the division? I don't know. If you'd asked me this two days ago, I absolutely would have said no. I believe I said that on the last episode. But now Tampa took first. And all of a sudden, we're seven games back of Boston or Tampa. And at the very least, let's shoot for the first wild card. But we can try to get the division. If this team has truly turned the corner, then maybe it's not impossible. But that remains to be seen. We're only two games post-trade deadline. The new season has started for the Yankees, who are currently 2-0. <laughs> That's the way we're going to decide to look at it. Stanton can play more outfield, hopefully, and not just in National League parks. It opens up the DH spot. We can move guys around. We can shift. We can keep Sanchez in there when Cole pitches, because if they're going back to Higgy as his personal catcher, I believe that's a mistake. But I'm not the manager. we got to figure it out. Got guys that got to come in there. Voight can DH if Stanton's in the outfield when he comes back. We got guys coming. Clark Schmidt pitched his first rehab game yesterday, uh, appearance yesterday in, uh, I believe, low A. Threw 35 pitches, I believe, something like that, and four strikeouts, hit 97. So he's looking like he's getting healthier. Maybe he can be somebody for the bullpen later on, too. These are guys that can only help us at this point. So the, there I say I'm being optimistic. The possibilities of this team are endless. Am I starting to, to feel good? Am I starting to feel like this team can make a run? Am I, am I a believer again? I think so. I got this funny feeling in my stomach all of a sudden of excitement and possibility of this team's future is going to be bright. And I'm not, I'm not saying this sarcastically. I'm not being, you know, totally defeated as this team has made me feel like all year. 
Boy, what a difference a week makes, huh? Crazy. I was pissed as hell last week, and it was sell the fucking team, sell everybody you can get, trade everybody who can be traded. And now, you know, Cashman went the other way, and he got four or five guys, two of them, you know, being Rizzo and Gallo, who are the main pieces, and this is why they pay him the big bucks, and, you know, I do a podcast. What the hell do I know, right? What the hell do any of us know? We just keep this train going, all right? And we'll see what the rest of the week brings. They're going for the series sweep today in Miami. I know our track record is usually not good, but hopefully that'll change now. They're the, the new New York Yankees. And things are different now. There's a new vibe. And I think maybe the players are starting to believe. They all seem to be a little bit different now, right? A new life in that clubhouse. Let's see how far this can take us. And we'll leave it at that. Enjoy the game today. Enjoy the rest of the week. Be safe out there. Have fun. I will talk to you guys soon. And of course, go Yankees. Thanks for listening to The Savage Empire. Subscribe and leave a comment wherever you listen. Follow us on Twitter at Savage Empire Pod. And of course, go Yankees. <laughs>